What's up, guys? It's your boy, Rick Villanueva, and I want to do a little special wrap-up of 2023, the year that was, and maybe a look a little bit farther back. And the only thing, as I was thinking about planning out this episode, is like, I didn't want to do another stupid Christmas hackneyed Sithmas thing. It's just, it's dumb. I hate doing that kind of stuff. So I think what we're going to do is just... I don't know, run through maybe about an hour's worth of nonsense. We'll we'll talk about the year that was and maybe some other stuff. So um, just a little precursor to the silliness that you're going to get into. But for right now, let's just uh, listen to Pete's wonderful intro. Merry Christmas, Pete. I love you, bud. Disruption can mean only one thing. This the hell is, is this nonsense? Jam transmission. What is going on? Sithmas special podcast. Oh, what? Pete, I just said I loved you, man, and Merry Christmas. And you threw this into the intro for the wrap up of 2023. What is going on? Oh, my God. Two other people just jumped into this thing. I didn't even invite. You guys don't know this, but two of my good friends from north of the border, and you guys can't see this also, but on my shirt, I'm wearing a picture of their favorite mode of transportation, the moose, getting around downtown Canada. It is my good friends, former hosts of the now defunct Tumbling Saber podcast. I got Carlos Candido, Corey Roussel. Sitting with me here. I don't how did you guys even get into jam transmissions with me this year? Who let you guys in? That's that's the magic I of just, the Sithmas, man. That's that's just the way we roll. It just it's the magic of Sithmas. We just think it and pow. Yeah, I, I drunk I don't know what happened, but I've been drinking all day, so I just kind of stumbled into a green room. <laughs> <It's> like, <okay. laughs> Let's do this, man. <laughs> well yeah, man. hell, man. I mean, this is uh uh, an unexpected surprise for the people that are listening. Not me, guys. I knew this was happening since like March. But for the rest of you guys, what a surprise. Can you believe this? How insane is this that at the end of the year, I thought like you guys weren't even real. I thought Kyle made you guys up in like AI from 2016. You guys are AI voices and characters. You guys weren't real. But turns out you are real. And I've known that for a long time. You guys are two of my best buds in Star Wars and just in life. I know we haven't spoken in a little bit. And that's the reason why you guys are here. So the friends that are listening, Dave. <laughs> Dave Donovan. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, well, we saw your comments today. Yeah. Here we are. Um, the, reason why I wanted these, the reason why I wanted these two guys to come on is because I want to catch up. I need, I need some of that wonderful Candido wisdom. I need more... Ooh hotel stairway stories from Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know 
what you guys have been feeling about the state of Star Wars the last two years almost since Tumbling Saber had uh, the last Whoa. full episode. I think it was like February 2022. I thought we were here to talk um, about Rebel Moon. <laughs> Rebel Moon. We're going to get to that at the end. Okay. We're, we're no, going to no, get our I'm thoughts good. at the end. Well, hopefully we don't run out of time, but um, we'll, we'll come back to that. So <clears throat> I'm going to go around the horn here, guys. Listeners, you guys know how I do. I just talked to you guys a few days ago with the book reviews. Um, thanks to everybody that listened to the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed those books. I thought they were a lot of fun, but we're going to move on from that. I'm going to go around the horn, uh, the horn, and I'm going to ask these guys how they've been. Corey, put that drink down. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> how have you been, man? What's been going on with you? Uh, not too much, man. Same old, same old. You know, just taking care of the fam jam. Like everybody's just awesome. growing up. It was so- nice talking to you, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, whatever. Everybody's growing up so quickly and uh, just trying to enjoy that time, you know, and just uh, do my best to be a good dad. And other than that, just trying to keep my collecting game up uh, in different ways, stuff like that, you know, still nerding out, still loving the Star Wars. I miss the podcasting. So this is really nice. You know, it's, it's good to good to get together with you guys and, uh, you know, just have a chomp at the bit. Awesome. I don't know what that means, but I'm glad you're here. And we're, we're going to get into some of that stuff with like the collecting and uh, talking about some of the shows and stuff like that. But my man, Carlos Candido. My favorite yeah, uh, Canadian musician. I don't know any other ones. Um, Come on. <laughs> There's so many. So many good ones. Who do you got? Uh, Brian Adams. That's it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Anne Marie. Going, could... Oh, hey, look at that. You guys can all go on tour together. She's still alive? <laughs> I think so. I don't even I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know. What, what are Canadian years for uh, entertainers? How does that work to American uh, entertainer currency? It's kind of like half dog years. I think one regular year is like three and a half. <laughs> I gotcha. But I know you've been busy the last year and a half, two years or so. You put out a new album yeah. last year and I know you've yeah. been touring around. Um, what's been good, man? Are you, are you writing new music? What's happening? Uh, yeah, I've been writing. I, I mean, I have a, so I released an album and I started uh, looking back at some of the songs that I, I, that weren't included on the album. So I have like, a couple of EPs already planned out. I started writing new songs. I wrote one song last year, which I, I actually recorded this year. It's something that I really wanted to push out. It's um, mm-hmm. It was a bilingual song that I wrote, a little a little love ditty. And um, yeah, no, it was... It was a it was a cool thing. I got to work with... Uh, I got to work with uh, one, of, one of my favorite artists uh, who's a... Uh, he was formerly of uh, a band called the Franklin, the Frank, Franklin Electric, and uh, he hmm. went out and did his own solo thing. His name's Ken Press, great producer, singer songwriter. So I got to work with him, which was awesome. And um, and then I took that song and I re-recorded it and I mixed it as a stripped down version. I mixed it and mastered it myself, and I released that uh, at the beginning of this month. So yeah, it's I'm just been focusing on the music thing, man. It's just uh, and you say touring, like touring is like pretty much playing I know, yeah. little bar gigs between uh, Montreal and Ottawa and um, which is about whatever, like I would say 150 miles. Like it's not, it's not that, that big a, a corridor, you know? Um, but I'm loving it, man. I'm having fun and I'm playing and uh, like, it's uh, I love being behind a microphone and it's like, I, I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, Oh, I get to sit down at the desk and it's like, oh, I'd rather be playing music, but it's like, I'm still behind the microphone and I'm with, couple of pals so let's 
it's kind of cool. It, feel, it feels nice, yeah. you know? That's one thing I've always said about Carlos. He loves the sound of his own voice. It's, it's quite special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least there's substance behind it. That's, not, <clears throat> I, that, that's the saving grace about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. Listen, I, you know, just kind of catching up. We talked a couple of nights ago to the listeners here, a little uh, inside baseball here. We were going to do this a few nights ago. We're not, you know, who knows when I'm actually going to put this out, but we had this plan and we had some snafus that no, kind of no, happened. Carlos so had Corey some snafus. Listen, you, you don't have to listen. You don't have to listen. It's the holiday season. You don't have to throw people under the sleigh, man. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. This Come is on, a man. special, so we're going to throw everybody on the under the bus. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. He deserves it. Okay, when he came I, on, I literally. Like, did- I literally told Corey, I'm like, you better turn on your laptop early and make sure that your equipment works, man, because I'm not doing this all over again. We're not, and it was me this time. That was a good like hour, but Rick Rick and I had a really, really nice chat. So that was nice. And I kept trying to like, I was like the devil on his shoulder. Like, let's just record it without him. Like, fuck him. Like he'll, he'll join if he can figure it out. I would have totally understood. Like you can't press a button. What's wrong with him? That dope. Like, come on, Rick. And Rick was like, no. We got to do this together. So here we are. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. I had to, I had to download a new browser just just to be able to record on this this thing. And once we're done, I'm uninstalling it. So I'm just <laughs> letting you guys know. All right. So, uh, so everybody does know this is the one and only time Carlos is going to be on Jam Transmissions. Uh, if he's going to delete the browser, you have um, to let him know okay. and mark him for the the next year. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So. Listen, I'm going to say this up top, and I'm, I'm probably going to say this a couple more times as we're as we're talking for the next little bit here. Um, I'm so glad you guys are both um, able to do this, uh, Carlos, to fit us into your bit your 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 world tour schedule, um, op- opening up for whoever you're opening up for, yeah. and uh, Corey. I'm glad um, you know you you've turned the lights on in the basement <laughs> to uh, do this with us today, but. Um, Let's get into this. Let's talk about some stuff. So the first question I want to ask you guys, um, and this is an important one, you know, that there's a lot of stuff that's happened over the last two years or so in Star Wars since the podcast happened. And I think the one burning question most people want to know um, that know us and our circle is who's the better shit poster in the Tolling Saber Facebook group? Is it me or is it Nathan? <laughs> That's a good question, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about shit posting, man. You guys are, um, uh, you, you say what you have to say. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no shit posting, man. You guys are awesome. Like uh, I, 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 I pop in and out sporadically in the group. Uh, I manage a couple of other musician groups. So it's like I, I have a, my hands tied up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I also have both three well kids. So. Let's put it. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> what's that you're both well-informed opinions it's very uh oh, absolutely yeah yeah yeah. But yeah you, and you, i mean cory cory are you even logged into facebook yeah you never even come into the group it's very rare man to be honest like for the most <clears> part <throat> i get into i uh, social media is i don't know man it um it's garbage it, it's it really is. it's i agree i have a hard time with it it's it almost stresses me out like back like when the podcast was at its peak and stuff, it's like almost like I felt like I had a second job at one point, like checking all my stuff. Like, yeah. Wait, wait, like, wait. But what do you mean? You guys went out on top at your peak. No, I know, but I kind of given up social media at a point. Like at first, I, I tried to get into yeah. it, and you know, I was at work, and I, I felt like a fear of missing out. Almost, I'm like, how, how is everybody else posting shit all day, and I'm at work? Like, anyway, like it's just uh, in the long run, 
I, I kind of peek. I'm a creeper, really. Like, I get in there and yeah, we know you're a lurker. I, I get in a lot of like auction groups for comics and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. my, 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 my timeline that's basically what Facebook is for for me now. It's like the Tumbling Saber group. I look at the posts from everybody, you know, it's like I don't, I'll reply every now and again, I guess, but uh, it's quite rare unless I'm really, really called out. But for the most part, yeah, I'm just looking at comic auctions and toy collecting stuff. Seeing what I felt pe- like it was my I felt like it was my responsibility for a while to just like purposely tag you in things and just say, what does Corey think about this? And then three weeks later, you'd pop up and be like, eh, and that when, was it. When the Tumbling Saber disbanded, man, it was like order, order 66, man. I just fucking went into the shadows. <laughs> like you just dipped out. Yeah. Yeah, I All mean, right. even for my own social media, like I, I've gotten to the point now where it's like I pre-plan my posts. So like if I'm doing a photo shoot or I'm playing a show, like I'll clip three or four videos and then I'll be like, OK, I'm going to post this one on Thursday. I'll post that one next Tuesday or mm-hmm. whatever. And I kind of post and ghost, man. Like I, I don't I don't want to get involved. And like I'll cross post from Instagram to Facebook. I don't even use uh, Twitter anymore. So, um, yeah, it's uh like I have the Twitter, like we were able to like uh, send direct messages and stuff, but mm. I don't, I don't post on Twitter anymore, man. It's like, uh, I, yeah, my, my, I think my health and my sanity are more important than like being up to date with everything. And like I, like you guys were saying, I can always go into the group if something is happening, you know, and I can see what my friends think, or I, I still listen to podcasts religiously. Uh, I listen. I listen to jammed uh, transmissions. I I still listen to Gen X, uh, the Generation X Wing podcast, and um, the Nerd Room. Absolutely. Uh, So, like, uh, and even uh, the survivors of the comic. I love listening to the Rogue Rogue Squad pod. They're uh, they're they're guys that I they just make me laugh, man. And that I think we need more of that. Like, there's not enough laughter. Like Robert Plant said, "Does anybody remember laughter?" (laughs) everything became everything became about news and punditry and and you i mean if you listen to the show here and this is just anybody you know i we i made a conscious choice to get away from that kind of stuff because that's not what the stories are about you know what i mean i i i'm kind of beating a dead horse by saying it because people who listen to the show know what my stance is on it um but i love you know one of my favorite things about doing this show is having different people come on and give their perspectives on things kind of as they're happening and how we relate to it. You know what I mean? Like we all came into this stuff as kids. Uh, most of us, you know, when we were younger, um, Star, Star Wars influenced us in a way that, you know, captured our imaginations and in some ways kind of helped us into our adulthood through lessons learned or moralities or whatever you want to, you know, stamp or you want to put on it. Um, and th- like that innocence of like not knowing how the movies were made outside of like when the specials came on <clears throat> back in the day, um, you know, you didn't have people telling you what to think about a thing. You didn't have people telling you how problematic things were going into it. And it kind of taints your experience where you can see a scene in the movie now and be like, oh, that's when Harrison Ford broke his back when that door fell on him in the force away. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you know the story before the story. And I just, I've I, for myself, I've gotten to a point where I don't want to know I don't want to know a lot of that stuff going into it. So I've, I've taken it on myself to look at these things reflectively as opposed to like in that punditry space of like speculating, you know, and the speculation is, you know, one of the most fun things about being in any kind of fandom, but you know, I want to 
look at what the story is, what it is that they're saying, and like thematically break it down. And how does that make sense to my life now as a 45-year-old adult, as opposed to the, you know, five-year-old who was watching Return of the Jedi in 1983? You know, what are the similarities there for me? What makes me feel the same way? Um, and for me, that's one of the magics of what Star Wars and like these modern mythologies, even around like comic books and other movies like that, you know, it's what they, that's what they give us. I was, I was going to say like, there's, there's an actual curve, like with, with the, the Star Wars podcasting, uh, the, the, with the boom in 2015, mm. um, you, and you said the word it's, it's correct. It's the speculation was the fun. It was the most fun aspect of it because we had backstories and we had our own ideas of what things would happen but the speculation with with less and less movies coming out the speculation became second guessing and then people got too too attached to their own feelings about about what should have been as opposed to appreciating the things that you liked about what they did give you and right. i mean you don't have to necessarily like everything and there are things from the original movies that I still don't like to this day. Um, and, you know, that's part of being in the fandom. It's, it's, it's the love. It's speculating about what's coming up next. And, you, you know, maybe thinking, oh, this could have been better if this would have happened. But to, to completely torch the place, <laughs> you know, so that there's nothing left for anybody to, to enjoy, that's just wrong. Like, and I think um, it got very heavy. Uh, post uh, post 2020, post Rise of Skywalker got very, yeah, yeah. very, very heavy. And it was tough. And uh, it became less and less enjoyable. I, I mean, I still enjoyed sitting behind the mic. Uh, and um, but, but at a certain point, how much more can be said? Uh, luckily, we are getting things that kind of rekindle a little bit of that fire. Um, I'm sure uh, you... I, I know, Rick, you enjoyed uh, Andor, as did I. Uh, there were things about Ahsoka that you liked and things that maybe you liked a little bit less. Corey, I'm sure, loved, loved, loved Ahsoka. We haven't even had the chance to talk since Ahsoka's been out. But I, I, I this is how, you know, we could we could be friends. I haven't seen Corey in such a long time. But watching Ahsoka and me thinking about him and being happy, being happy that he was happy. Yeah, right. That's, that's, I was definitely happy. That's, that's things that was that? <clears throat> I was definitely happy. <laughs> yeah, but I but and there was there were certain things that popped up on the screen. I'm like, oh my god, he I know he's loving this right now, and it made me happy, you know. So it's like, um, I think that's what we want to get back to as a fandom, get back to that, you know. It's yeah. like him being happy that Ezra's on the screen, knowing that he's way happier than I'll ever be, and not because I don't like Ezra, but because he loves him, and I can mm. appreciate that. What's what's better than that? I, I don't know. I, I just yeah. That, that there's, honestly, there's that. Well, we'll, well, I guess we'll get to that. But I, I want to touch on something that Rick said earlier as well. Like just to sure, the, go ahead. digress a bit there. But like when we re reflect on Star Wars and like at it from our adulthood as it was from what it was as a child, and even like you were saying, Rick, a, a five year old watching Return of the Jedi, right? Like it's kind of almost in this household anyway. It's it's, it's pretty much unheard of for like my my child just turned four, baby Mando, like during mm. the podcast days, whatever. He just turned four. Like, there's no way he's watching any Star Wars anytime soon. But, dude, I watched Star Wars when I was fucking young, dude. Like, real young. And when I reflect on that now, movies like that helped shape me and who I am. And I've made some real difficult choices in life, man. Like, I've been put in some real difficult positions and situations. 
And for the most part, I would have to say, like, I, I really tried to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Not the easy thing. Like, I stuck up for people. Like, I wasn't a bully, man. Like, I, I put myself out there. Like, I was a pretty popular guy, you know, and I did some pretty, like, you know, like, some things that could have fucked that up by just putting myself out there and defending people that needed defending, right? And, like, I attribute that now looking back to characters like Luke and Han and Marty McFly. But, I mean, (laughs) like, just characters like that. Like, those are the things that help really shape my character, like, who I am, you know? And I think it's really important. And, I, you know, I have those conversations with my wife sometimes, you know? And, anyhow, it's it's not the way we raise kids these days. I think that's one of the things that gets lost on um, people who just like the general audience that when it comes to like TV and movies and stuff, like, yes, we're, we're, we are seated to be entertained with just about anything that we're watching. Um, even serious documentary type stuff, but any story worth its weight has something to say. And, you know, and I've said this a lot on this show, especially in the book space that, if you take the time to really think about what it is the author is trying to tell you, there's something to be gained from everything that you're either viewing or reading or consuming. Um, if you're willing to take that extra steps, you don't have to, like nobody should feel obligated to have to do that. But if you really want to absorb the story, um, you should, at least for me, I try to find like, what, what's the author going, what was the, what were they going through at the time? What's happening in the world at the time? And like, I find myself doing that with the shows right now. And for me, that adds to my level of entertainment, because again, for me and the way I think about what this show is, what Jam Transmissions is, it's about perspectives in storytelling, as opposed to, like I said, the punditry and the speculation. We're going to get into the storytelling side of things in a little bit. We're going to talk about some of the shows um, that you guys haven't been able to talk to openly, at least on a microphone a little bit. But we're going to follow the old Tumbling Saber format a little bit, and we're going to get into the collecting update, right? Now, it's been a long time since either one of you guys had a chance to talk about this stuff. So, Corey, I'm going to go to you first, and I'm going to go to you first because a couple of months ago, you sent me a couple of pictures of some books that you bought, right? So, first question, mm-hmm. have you read those books? Second question, have you bought any other books since? Yes, somewhat, and Yes. <laughs> I found like I I love basically not dumpster diving, but I love vintage stores, man. Like I, there's a couple of them around here and I just, I'll hit them up every weekend, man, almost and just go pop, 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 check what's new. And like, there's certain books that I I had waited two years to buy, like a Jurassic park, for example, I waited and waited Mm -hmm. and I finally found one. It felt so good to score a book, like nice, just a soft cover or whatever, but two bucks, boom. That's on my bookshelf now, and, and I found *Heir to the Empire*, a really nice print. You actually schooled me on it. Tell me, what was it again? It, uh, a, like it was a, an SFBC copy, a science fiction book club copy. There you go. Anyway, it was a nice hardcover, <clears throat> and I saw it was like three seventy five or some shit, and I was like, "Yeah, like I'm scoring this right away." And they had a soft cover as well. Uh, anytime I'm in those stores, like oh, like I'm not gonna buy any Star Wars Legends book that I see. Mm-hmm. or any star wars book that i see you know i have a lot of star wars books on the shelf already uh legend stuff like i i've since then i've bought the uh, splinter of the mind's eye mm-hmm. i saw that and that's one i think that's actually the first star wars book novel i actually ever read so that was kind of cool uh just a bit prior i probably bought like a, a star wars rogue squadron or x-wing rogue, rogue squadron i read yeah, that yeah. as a kid michael stackpole too. nice 
so that's it like if i see like the the original uh movie books or something like that like i'll always pick them up like i think i have them in uh, triplicate now <laughs> like just picking them up at like uh, conventions and stuff like that so yeah i mean collecting in general too i mean i've really veered more toward uh comics a lot <clears throat> that's where a lot of my money's going like I still do collect Star Wars stuff. Like I keep finding stuff coming in the mail that I pre-ordered. God knows when. Like uh, just the other day, I mean uh, Ezra and showed up, and I was like, yes. And Hu Yang uh, pre Vizsla, that was a nice score. I was like, this is awesome. Finally got that Constable Zuvio Force Awakens figure. Uh, <laughs> I still have a. I, I have one. That was my 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 favorite toy for a while. It's, it's my mom bought it for me too. It's it's all banged up. The box is destroyed. You know, like. I was like, thanks, mom. Yeah. You're the best. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny too. Like, when I've, I've told the story before, but the thing that got me started with Funko Pops, I told my mom, I just want to collect like droids. This comic, local comic book shop in her town, had uh, a couple of droid, but like uh, Power of the Force stuff, right? Shout them out. Shout out the store. It's a fantasy realm. My boy Randy, I love this guy. He's, yeah, yeah. he's been my man. Always, for, always shout out the local shops, man. Twelve, always 12, shout them out. 15 years almost now we've been scoring nice. off him kyle and i anyhow yeah i'm like mom don't get me funko pops i don't want funko pops i want the droids from the power of the force anyhow that christmas in like 2015 or something two funko pops <laughs> anyhow so i was like anyway just and then i sent you one it it, it opened a, a huge can of worms like i have so many funko pops i haven't bought any recently but uh all in all yeah i mean i still marvel uh legends i'm still going at like I'm yeah. pecking at things. I'm not consuming it like everything that comes out. I'm really whittling things down. And so it's getting down to the nitty gritty. You know what I mean? Unless something really cool comes up. But other than that, yeah, it's been comics, man. Like like I scored uh, Amazing Spider-Man 129 a couple months ago. It's, it's the most expensive purchase of my comic or collecting life. That's the first appearance of the What's, Punisher. I was just going to say, is that the first? Yeah, Punisher. Yeah, first nice. appearance of Punisher. That's cool. That's cool. It's fucking solid copy. Really, really stoked about that. And uh, I just sent in a Kyle and I, like, Kyle introduced me to a guy that cleans and presses comics. So I don't I just, know who that is. They basically just, I don't know, they steam press it and they, they make a comic. No, no, no. They, they, he was they talking about Kyle, about. dude. He said, oh, I don't know who Kevin. that is. Kyle. Oh, Kevin. Just, uh, <laughs> Kevin, dude. Kevin and Mark. Some douche. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's a pretty solid guy. Anyhow, he, he introduced me to this guy. He, he, he cleans, he presses the comic, he sends them off to California to get graded. And I got my comics came back. I, I was anyway. I'm really stoked about it. It's the first time I ever really did that. And I, my big one is, I would say, is uh, I got Ninja Turtles number one from eighty nineteen eighty four or five third printing. Came back at a seven point five, and it's signed now by Kevin Eastman. That's nice. He was at C two E two back in April and hit the line for him. It was insane. We just had we just walked. My son and I walked the length of just his line. It was insane my son my son was like who's that i'm like that's one of the dudes that it like created the ninja turtles he was like no way like, yeah, yeah. That, that's, like, that's the dude that's like a good for me that's at least i wouldn't sell that book uh that book now for less than like 16 17 1800 you know what i mean like that was yeah. a big score for me so stuff like awesome. that i, I kind of that's been you know priming the well that's just been that's what, that's what i've been up to really collecting wise Cool, cool. A lot of stuff for your kids to ignore when they get older. Carlos, exactly. what's going on with what? <laughs> what's going on with all the Lego dogs. stuff, man? Like, what are you doing? Why are you spending all that money? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos was you were one of the resident Lego guys 
during yeah. the show. Like you were always letting us know new drops, new variations of things. You always knew just like the Lego model numbers. Like, I don't know that shit, man. What Carlos is out, man. He's done. He, I see him. He's selling all his shit on Virage sale. Yeah, I was gonna hear. I, you know, I was gonna say you've uh, looks like you you downsized Market, a little marketplace, bit. Marketplace, 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 whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still up to date. I still follow the same people. I'm super interested by the Lego Star Wars theme. I, I love watching it. Uh, in just in this last year, they released um, a new Tie Interceptor, a new Tie Bomber. Uh, there's there's rumors of a, a UCS Tie Bomber coming eventually. Um, but I've been, I'm out, man. Like, uh, I don't, I don't collect anymore. I've been divesting uh, of, mm-hmm. of my collection. I got rid of my UCS TIE fighter. I got a really, really good price for it. You mm-hmm. got rid of that uh, pool camera and I got you too, you little turd. <coughs> Which pool camera? <laughs> the black series. I said, no, I still have it. I still have the whole pool damn- I still have the whole pool damn- collection you, I still man. have. Um, <laughs> but no, I just, uh, I'll be honest, man. Like when I picked up that UCS, uh, uh, tie fighter it was during the pandemic and i was like i need all the tie fighters like this that that was kind of keeping me sane during lockdown times and uh well you had a big boner uh, for for poe dameron for a bit too no yeah yeah i still have all his stuff i still have all his uh all his x-wings and uh and and that stuff did, but, you, ever, uh, did, you, did you ever see his black series figure from the the force awakens rick they're awful they're so good Oh, they're so awful. My, they're good. Like, my, yeah, yeah. my, my son was given one for Christmas. Yeah, my son. I was like, "What the? F-? Like, they, they melted Poe Dameron for this? What the hell? <laughs> he's too good looking, is what it is. Like, he's so good looking, they cannot like laser scan his face. He's too handsome to be put in plastic. Yeah, Some yeah. of those figures, man, they're, they're tough, man. Like, you, you look at Luke Skywalker, aka Sigourney Weaver. Like, there's a couple of them. <laughs> There's a couple of them are like really, really bad. So it's like I was never really like a figure guy, but um, the technology's yeah, gotten like, a lot better. But yeah, man, there's definitely something yeah. that I have. Like Rick was saying, it looks like someone melted their face or something, man. Like the best ones are the clones. Any any mask character yes. is great. Like uh, that type alien of stuff. figures. Like, yeah, yeah, alien figures. Yeah, but the human faces are they're still they're still pretty rough. But that's it. I yeah. Mean, so I'm I, I've been getting rid of. Uh, I sold Darth Vader's castle for a huge profit. Um, uh the slave one um like just one of the figures the zuckus figure and there was like 70 bucks so Jesus, like, he, for a little minifigure for just for the minifigures like uh and i mm. still have a ton i i'm and like it's easy to say i got rid of some stuff like yeah i still have i had a lot of stuff yo quick question like, i had Carlos. over 200 empty boxes i got right What's behind that? me in that closet this is my son's room right right behind me in that still closet have the BB-8 still have the bb8 inbox package <laughs> never open he's he, i told him at this point do you even want it like are you gonna build it ever he's like Bleh. you can it's 300 bucks right now if yeah. You want to sell it. yeah 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 I'll, yeah for uh, sure at this point I'll, for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll split the profit with you kid there you go. No, but just to say, just to say, like I, I've what I've been doing is I've been taking that money and I, I've been upgrading my guitar collection mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like now I'm now I'm I'm not going to say exclusively a Martin guitar player, but like I've I've been able to uh, turn some of my guitars into better guitars and things that I'm I'm more comfortable playing live. I'm more comfortable recording with. Um, so it's I'm, I'm investing in me and. Like it, it, the, 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 the hobby was fun and it's, uh, it's still, like I said, I still watch my favorite Lego YouTuber. Like I have like three that are on my, uh, on my, uh, on my list and, uh, I still watch them and I'm still curious about what they're putting out. 
but as far as the actual collecting i think the, i think the podcast was the thing that was keeping it was the glue for me of of keeping me collecting if we were still podcasting i'd i'd have those new type those new tie fighters i wouldn't have gotten rid of of the and it's I, i'm not saying it's it's a good thing or a bad thing no, there's something to be said there as well. Like, I, th- I feel like at one point uh, it got so out of control. At one point, I was like, I have to have something to talk about. Like, <laughs> like, kind of buy something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what what I like about what you said though is that it's not like you're selling them because you like. I'm just I'm sick of Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker sucks. So I'm getting rid of all my stuff. No. You know what I mean? It's not that you you're you're turning it around and you're channeling it into another passion, which is your music. And to me, that makes me happy because I know it's making you happy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like it's, it, it's, it's, it's a way for you to like, you were viewing your, your happiness in these Legos. It's like, I mean, we, come on, we all know why we have these toys. We're trying to recapture something from when we were kids. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why we got into this stuff. But Part to of be it able was to- actually to give my kids something to, 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 to maybe like look forward to or, or reminisce yeah. about later on in life. But I mean, my oldest is 17 years old, but what's even more surprising is that my youngest, my baby is going to be 12 in a month. Yeah, like that's Jeez. it's over, man. It's like it's done. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have Jr's toy TV. Like he was super small when this whole podcasting game started. I remember it's, like, that. it's over now. Yep. It's like yeah, me too. Or like our, our my my oldest, your youngest, are like I think what they're just a couple of days apart. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I too many. My season. son's going to turn interested. fourteen in another month. All my stuff. He's not interested at the moment at all. Really, it's just kind of like damn it. Like, but there's, but I, I got to go over all my stuff too. Like Star Wars wise, like I, I've found some stuff that I not only do I have in duplicate, but like there's a lot of stuff that I just don't want, man. Like I kind of just went overboard and kind of getting like everything. Like with the, with the, at least with the sequel trilogy, like I will really dull it down to like the bare bones minimum characters, kind of. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I really don't need the everybody in between, which like I'm I'm seriously gonna lose some major coin there. And that's okay, but I just real estate wise, I gotta, I gotta do something. You know what I mean? If I want to keep, keep going, kind of, you know. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, I, I think I was lucky enough to be selective from the onset when I started buying Black Series figures. I only, I only have two Funkos, um, and there it's from two of my three mains, and my third main they don't even make figures for, so I'll never find merch for him. Um, so it's like I got a Cad Bane Funko. I got a Cassian Andor Funko and they're never, ever going to make a Mieber Gascon Funko. So <laughs> that's saving me a ton of money. Those are my three mains right now. So, but like for me, like for black series collecting, like it's like, if I see if there's a Cad Bane, I'm going to buy it. The only one I didn't get was that two pack with um, Cobb Vanth. Yeah. And, me neither. I missed it. It was, it was a target exclusive here and I missed it. They went on clearance after like a month and then I missed it. And then, but with like Cad Bane, or with uh, Cassian, the only one I have was the one that came out. No, no, I've, I've got two, but there was the one that was in that slide out box with um, uh, Cassian Andor, the one that was with um, um, the droid. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Um, Katie Wessel. No, 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 no. The red one from Andor. Um, oh. Yeah, I can't remember. I forgot. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm sorry. Catherine is yelling at me. You guys are on it. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's going to come to me randomly at some point. I don't want to be like, God damn it. Anyway. So, all right. So collecting has been up and down for kind of all of us. And I know for myself, like Corey, we, uh, we were talking about how I went into digital comics uh, beginning of this year because we're doing reviews for real axiom and stuff. So like, I haven't missed any story stuff. I just don't have physical comics except for a few um, that I picked up this year. B2 um, emo. 
There you go. B2 Emo. I knew, I knew there was a B in there somewhere, yeah. um, but it was that two pack that I got that they put out. I think it was like a con exclusive that went up on Hasbro at the end of last year and it came in right around the time that Andor was on, which is cool to see figures for a show coming out when the show is a show and not two years later, you know, where's our Ben yeah. Solo figures? I don't want one, but I mean, where's the Ben Solo figures for all the railos out there? Ain't There ain't one. You can't get one. You got Kylo Ren figures. They know Ben Solo. It's Take his weird face and put it on a black shirt, and there's your Ben Solo, okay? Bing, bada, boom. All right, you'll make a billion dollars off of that thing. Hasbro's in enough money. Hasbro, you want to make money? Sell a Ben Solo figure. You'll be fine. All right. So, Ben Solo, movie character, okay? Earlier this year, at Celebration, there was the announcements of the three new movies that are coming. And I think right now, to date, like officially and unofficially announced, there's something like eight different movies if you want to count like the Ryan Johnson trilogy that may or may not be happening, all the other things that are I supposedly spoke to him the happening. Other day, uh, anyway. Is it on? It's complicated. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> complicated. All right. If you if you get any updates throughout the show, just go ahead and cut on in. You got me. You got but me. the three announcements that we had for movies this year were James Mangold's uh like Dawn of the Jedi kind of thing, like Origins of the Force deal. You had the Mandoverse Filoni thing that's going to happen with the big crossover event, be it with Thrawn or whoever. Um, and then we had the kind of new Jedi order with yeah. Daisy Ridley's return. So Carlos, I'm going to ask you first of those three movie announcements, which one Dawn gets you the, the most Jedi. hyped? <laughs> Dawn of the Jedi. Same, same. Yeah, Corey, no, uh, Corey, me, same question. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to say, to be honest, like I'd like to get a little taste of each first to really I'd almost have to say Filoni's the Filoni verse is really uh it's blown my mind to this point. Like it's gonna be like a, a Star Wars Avengers type event, really. Like in my opinion, I think that's where they're going with this. Like Mando, Ahsoka, uh Thrawn. It's all gonna culminate into one big huge event. And I, I think that's really special. And that's gonna be a really just a really cool thing, you know. It's like it's up there, like on par with you know, all these shows coming together, like that's that's no easy feat. But the Dawn mm-hmm. of the Jedi thing has a lot of potential as well. Like it would be really cool possibly <clears throat> to bring back like uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, Adam Driver to, as a dyad and just start it all over again as the first two Jedi or something like that. That would kind of blow my mind. But I like what we're seeing in the sense that, you know, <laughs> what we're seeing in this Filoni verse and like uh, Ahsoka and stuff, like kind of possibly finding out that the father, the son and the daughter, the force, uh, uh, the, Dath- the the sisters of Dathomir. You know, like coming from a, another galaxy, and that's possibly where the Force actually originated from, and that's the dawn of the Jedi is possibly in another galaxy. You know, like that stuff. This kind of stuff is blowing my mind, man. Like where Ahsoka took us with this, it was like this is the Star Wars I've been yearning for, and I, Dawn of the Jedi really plays into all that too. You know, like see some early space whale purgle, sh- like yo, man. Okay, for so for for uh, Nathan playing at home, I want him to write down and note that it took thirty eight minutes. Uh, for Corey to mention anything about Mortis. Some things never change. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I, I, and I agree that it's super, super interesting, and I'd love to see where it goes. My only problem with the whole Mandoverse thing is where, like, why haven't we heard, like, in the sequel trilogy, we have no idea of, like, this, this is the war with Thrawn. You're right. Should be huge. It should have been huge. But trust news. me, man. Filoni's no dope. Like him and Favreau. This has been brought up. Like this is not. 
And it, like my, it, my impression it, it, is that the war is going to happen in the other galaxy where these people didn't know about it. Possibly. Like that's, but it also yeah. seems to be playing into like other things like the cloning stuff, right? Like that's where they're trying to go with uh, Baby Yoda, in my opinion. The whole uh, – like it could have something to do with the, the rise of Palpatine in the future and they could, could tie it all together with, you know, the rise of the uh, – what do you call it? Uh, Christ. First, first order? order? Yeah, the First Order. Like, yeah. they can tie it all together somehow. Like, Filoni is definitely... They've thought about this for a long time. And they're still thinking about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I just... I, like I said, it's for me, it's a little... I, I, that's why I, I think I'm, I'm leaning more towards the Dawn of the Jedi thing, where it's like, there's nothing impeding it. There's no timeline. There's no, oh, we got to stop here because that's when this happens. Right. Like, I, so I, hope, I hope they for, give them for me, a, a huge birth. Like, like you said, like, not 10,000 years. I'm talking like give themselves some real room to play in between. Yeah. Cause some serious shit happened in between, man. <laughs> like, Oh, for sure. There's the just the, the, the Jedi and Sith war. There's, there's, there's so many things that happen in there that like, you know, and it's, uh, it's going to open up that the, the floodgates for the, for the Knights of the old Republic. And for, for people who love that, that type of era, man. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. I mean, and, and, it's 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 a through line through every time I talk about Star Wars. It's like I want them to do it right. It doesn't have to necessarily be what I want it to be, but like do it right, man. Like and and uh, I'm gonna follow. Like so far, um, like we we jumped in with the Mando season one, season two. I'm like I'm all in, and season three was kind of a letdown for me for Mando, but like um, then Andor comes along and it's like wow like totally different thing in another era but like so good like some of the best thing i've seen on tv from any franchise like incredible stuff like that eye the eye that episode the eye yeah. I, I think about like i still think about that episode for how gorgeous it was and then we talk about think like ahsoka like i love the soka there were things i didn't you know not so you know there's people who are like oh but she never, never really wore that uniform uh when she was in the clone war and like nitpicking little things but the overall story is fantastic and it's like yes i loved seeing hera yes ezra yes uh you know i want to see a kane in force coast i want to like th- these are things that we might end up you know uh getting to later on and uh it's been so well done but as far as like the big movie thing, it's like it for me, it's more like, oh, now here's the tricky thing. Like now we're bringing Thrawn back to the galaxy. Why hasn't anybody talked about him in the future? Like, yeah, you are it's, right. It's, yeah, it's, that's, it's, it's a very tricky thing to try to do an in-between story when they're kind of, you know, they're hamstrung on either side. And I think one of the biggest hurdles with the Filoni movie if if they're going to do something that's even mildly akin to the Heir to the Empire trilogy, if it's even something remotely close to that, how do you tell that story without Luke Han and Leia and Chewie and the droids and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's what mm-hmm. it took to bring Thrawn down the first time. Not to say that Ahsoka is not a strong force user and that there aren't other capable people, but for the amount of complaining and discourse we saw in other areas of Star Wars for my thinking, and this is just looking at it from like the the creative side, how do you tell that story without bringing in the biggest people in the galaxy when you have the Imperial remnant, exactly. a guy who's trying to reband and reforge the empire to whatever end. And there's lots of other like motivational questions there with Thrawn too, 
for him at this time. Like, is he loyal to the Empire? Is he loyal to the Chiss? Because there's all of these other stories. There's been six Thrawn books that have come out in the last seven years. You know what I mean? So, like, there's all of this new contextual material around Thrawn. Well, that like, people who are kind of like, like some people consider him an anti-hero to a certain right degree. which is which is weird to me but it's like there there's just so much of this there's so much more like contextual material that people are like the hardcore like canonites are uh, that's a weird word for star wars but like you know that are, that want to kind of stick to that where we know the framers of these tv shows like they don't adhere to it especially dave filoni he's overridden a couple of different things on tv um so I, i'm like I'm excited about all three. The Dawn of the Jedi thing is the thing that really, really got me going when it was announced because, like you said, it's not connected to anything. It's not um, tied into anything. And if they're going to pull from any legend source material relative to everything else, era-wise, there's not that much in like the Dawn of the Jedi space. You got one novel and then you know series of comics. Um, that go into like the earliest, earliest days. And the only thing canon wise, I think that really connects to that is the droid Huyang, because he's 25,000 years old. There's That's that great. timelines book, that, that timelines book 000? that came out this year, 25,000. 25, the very 000? first entry, the very first entry Ooh. in the timelines book that came out in the late spring or summer is that Huyang was activated 25,000 years ago, like 25,002 years ago or some nonsense like that. So. That's, and they're just throwing a, that droid I, around in Ahsoka's ship like he's nothing. He's the most valuable asset in the history of the galaxy. Yo, like that in particular, like things like that, like rock, like really, that's what I like about Star Wars in the sense that, you know, we're talking about this huge timeline, right? And then you're talking about technology and things like that. Like, like I feel like so many times in this timeline that we can possibly play in, there's been extreme cataclysms possibly even caused by the jedi and or sith you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and even they maybe they weren't even called that at the time but i feel like it could have even happened more than once where like these great technologies because hugh yang dude that guy is like solid man you know what i mean if that's yeah not we're not talking 2500 you said 25,000. that's a 25, long 000, yeah. time <laughs> yeah so stuff like that that's, kinda, yeah. like, that's what i'm into you know what i mean like all these possible lost histories like and that's got... what that was one of my favorite things, like just like knowing that little factoid about him and the one episode of Ahsoka where they're talking about the the stories that they heard in the in the temple as younglings and Ahsoka tells him to tell it. And he starts with the okay, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away, cut to black, goes it. into the opening of the show. It's like he's got all the stories. You know what I mean? It's like the, he is the lore hound in star wars like you want to know anything about anything you're going to talk to who you well you thought it was r2 who was carrying the wills of mm-hmm. the wills or what was it the wills of the force basically or the journal of the wills of the force yeah the journal of the wills but yeah if you so, think that that's it should be who yang yeah so so we kind of we, we switched from the movie stuff which i mean all three of them are really exciting you know what i mean but like i said the dawn of the jedi thing is probably the thing to most i'm super excited to see daisy come back there were some videos of her in the last like week or two of her training because there's rumors that the new movie is going to start filming <clears throat> sometime in the spring or summer That's next great. year. We're not exactly sure because I think I don't I don't think the script is really hammered down yet. But all the training and stuff. When has that ever stopped them? I know, <laughs> right? Like, when do they need a script for anything? Dude, that's that's one I would like for them to slow down a little more. You know what I mean? Like, that's one I would like for them to come back to when Daisy Ridley is like a little older. You know, like. I mean, let's wait like 10 years in between maybe 
but whatever. Well, you got to figure from the time she was cast, we're talking like 20, the fall of 2013 or 2014, something like that. It's already been 10 years. So by the time the movie comes out, if we're talking tentative 26 or 27, years, yeah. it's a 15 year gap in the, what they've said in the, in Star Wars timeline, 15 years. So if she's like 20 in, you know, by the end of Rise of Skywalker, 2021, we're talking an almost 40 year old Jedi Master, the last Old, Jedi Master. Older, older than Luke was in Return of the Jedi. Right. So, I mean, it's still exciting. She's, I, she's, she's still in great shape. She's, you know, she's doing her thing. So like it, that in and of itself is exciting. And then seeing just post Return of the Jedi storytelling, post sequel, you know, trilogy storytelling is going to be exciting. Lots of, you know, just exciting stuff. Now we've talked a lot about the TV stuff because that's been most of Hold on, can I just can I just jump in right there? I I just want to say like uh, none of us mentioned the 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 Daisy Ridley uh, project, but it's not because I'm not interested. It's not because um, I mean I just think the other two the other the other two are way more interesting and uh, are gonna give more of a backstory to to the whole Jedi thing. But I'm still really looking forward to that project. Like, hundred percent, yeah, and, and because. The thing I love about the thing I love the most about that project is that they're not tied to anything. They could do whatever they want, and nobody right. can say anything about it. They nobody will. Could say, but they they well, whatever. Yeah, but you don't. That's your imperative not to listen. Like there's yeah. there's no there's no reason to actually take that type of criticism. That's just like fanboying at that point. Like there's right, there's right. no. Uh, there, there, there were contextual things that you could say. Um, it's, oh, it's they had to retcon 10. this, and they had, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, X. they had to retcon this, retcon that. But in this situation, they don't. They don't. There's nothing to retcon. Like, mm-hmm. they're going mm-hmm. forward. The slate is clean. So I have. I'm really looking forward to that. It's just that the Dawn of the Jedi thing is just super cool, man. Yeah, there's a lot of potential <laughs> there. Like, it's scary a bit too, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's no going back from that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, th- I think that's one of the problems with the idea of canon in storytelling is that it's official. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like make the movie, you know, canon be damned to an extent, especially with something that's completely unrelated to everything else, where you have so much creative freedom to do whatever the hell you want. And um, I, I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot. There's a lot to to speculate on with that stuff, and we talked about that kind of earlier. But let's look back on some of the TV that we've gotten, because I think since yeah. the last time you guys podcast, and if, I, and if I have my dates right, I think it was like February 22nd. Before, before like Kenobi came out, yeah. Yeah, so you got it was like Book of Boba Fett time, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, and or um, Mando Season 3 and Ahsoka have been like the TV stuff that's come out. Um, we don't have to go break and everything now. We don't have time for all of that stuff. But Corey, I'm going I'm to go to you first. Obviously, I know Ahsoka's been your jam, right? I know that. I just, I feel it in my bones. But everything else aside, like, what's what's your overall feeling on the way Star Wars TV has been in the last two years? Uh, it's been outstanding. Like, absolutely outstanding. Even the animation, like, Bad Batch. We're, go- we're going to get to the animation in a second. Just live action stuff. Right live now. action, it's all been great. It's all absolutely amazing like i really miss talking about it sometimes like it's like once we stopped it's kind of like the floodgates open on the tv front anyhow yeah and uh just all these new things yeah i mean they're all great like you guys said andor was 
just really different, but absolutely amazing. Like just such a different take on the galaxy. Uh, really cool. Uh, Obi-Wan was really well done too, man. Like that was, that was special, man. That's only the only way to describe it, in my opinion. Like, like having, a uh, what's his face? Hayden Christian back. Hayden. Yeah. yeah. Is really, really cool. Like, I love the fact that people are more, way more receptive to him now than what happened to him back in the day. I think that was really horrible, but yeah, just, he's the, he's the other Canadian I know, by the way. Yeah, there you go. What about Bieber? Come on, Bieber. He gives. I don't know who that is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know. Every, <laughs> everything has been absolutely amazing. Yes, Ahsoka has been my jam. And I can't say, like, one between the other, like, it's very close. Like, I agree with Carlos in saying that Mando is probably my least favorite of the, of the three seasons. But again, it was very, very good, man. Like, it, it, it was planting seeds for future things, right? Like, it had us, mm-hmm. you know, they have a story to tell and they got to get certain things out of the way. And I thought that was really, really, really well done. Like, I, I absolutely love everything they've done on television. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like, I know I sound like I'm fanboying here and all this stuff. Or, like, I'm some kind of shill. But, no, man. Like, the, at this point, they can do no wrong. They really haven't done uh, – I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, these female protagonists and this and that. Like, no, man. Like, I, it doesn't even phase me. I don't even think about it. Like, I'm just – Yeah. Well, that's good. It, it says you're engrossed in the story. Yeah. Now, Carlos – yeah. When let's go back to like when you first started on with the podcast. Yeah. Did you think that within a decade that there would be this like uh this is overwhelming, you know, like amount of TV Star Wars, not just Star Wars content, but like t- like television Star Wars. No, I, I, well, I mean, there were rumblings of uh, when I when I had jumped. I think I I started officially on the podcast was um, right around the end of uh, when the Last Jedi uh, hmm. when the when the La- Last Jedi came out. I was I was frequently guesting on the show and replacing James. And then once James left the show, uh, you know, I moved in uh, quite uh, and took and took that spot. So it was. But there were rumblings of the Disney streaming service. And then um, 2018 uh, came around and then they made it official. Uh, 2019 is when it started. So yeah, um, we knew that we were going to get some stuff. And there was the first rumors of the Boba Fett show. And then it became the Mandalorian. So, But to, to, to get to your question, did I think we would get as much as we're getting now? No, absolutely not. No, there was... I didn't think... Uh, I mean, even after season one of Mando, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, sorry, like every couple of years, we're going to get a new show. And then it's like, holy crap. Like we've, we've been getting two shows a year, like for a certain point, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Um, Like Mando season one was great. Season two was really, really good. Uh, for me, season three was a bit of a letdown, especially the way it ended. Um but I think what they wanted to do was introduce Ahsoka so that they could move on to that series. Um, so, you know, and everything is kind of connected in that thing. But, like, getting, like, the Andor thing that's completely disconnected from that was amazing. Ta- obviously, we're not talking about animation yet, but Tales of the Jedi is like, holy cow, yes. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, Visions. Batch, Visions was good. Yeah, visions would never it didn't strike me. I think we we spoke about it on the podcast. Visions for me was not 
anything that I really, uh, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, Bad Batch, I watched. Uh, I haven't watched season two yet. Wow. Like, I listened to your reviews, but other than that, it's like okay, I'm not. I'm not invested in those characters mm-hmm. um, as much. Not to say that I won't get to it at a certain point, but like, like I'm. This is probably what's going to happen. Something brown great breaking is going to happen. People are going to talk about it. and It's going to pique my interest, and I'll go watch yeah, it. Omega, like, I yeah. think that's what the it's there for. For sure, and 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 that's what it's there for. Like that's why I have Disney Plus. That's why I've had it since day one, and I'm not I'm not gonna cancel I, my. Subscription. I'd love to see some some uh, live action bad guys. That would be cool, man. Like that's like uh, the Ninja Turtles. You know what I mean? Of the the GFF. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, then we, we we get to like the Obi Wan thing. Like oh, the Obi Wan show, there were ups and downs in that show. There were things in there that were kind of I felt misplaced. A little bit like kind of weird uh i didn't have as much complaints about like young leia getting away from people chasing her like yeah. if she's a force wielder she can confuse them it's easy to fucking it's it's easy to just to like brush off any of those types of cri- criticisms but what we got with anakin or sorry with vader and obi-wan uh was some of the like that those fight those fight scenes were crazy man like there were there were things in there that's yeah, like just like the good old days wow yeah yeah, they they really, didn't, really, they didn't miss a really step good really. They got they they got right back into it, which was really cool. And the flashbacks from Clone Wars of them fighting, like the, the, that that that's gorgeous stuff. I thought after that that Hayden was going to be done with Star yeah. Wars, and now he had made like six appearances in the Ahsoka show. Like that, that, yeah. one, oh that one episode of, of Ahsoka where she's drowning and whatnot, and he's kind of like trying to keep her alive by like basically using that astral plane, whatever it is. Like yeah. that was just insane like where we're going with possibly with anakin you know like like him being possibly like that the balance that he's always was supposed to be in taking the place of the father in the on the, at the altar of mortis but i don't know man like stuff like that is just driving me really bonkers right now i'm absolutely loving it and that that if that is the case it just we can get more hayden for god knows how much longer right yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of room, I think, for him to be active. Yeah, and even not in just, the Daisy uh, Ridley show, possibly. Of... You know, like yo, I'm Anakin. I'm a Skywalker. Absolutely. Too, <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. No, and and he could be active, like not just like standing around the campfire type of like yeah. Force Ghost Jamboree vibes, but, like an actual implication, like he was with Ahsoka, which is great. But the thing that I'm going to get to is that all those those shows that are connected, like. Boba Fett's gonna be in, involved in there somehow. He's gonna, he's gonna. They had to make him a good guy. They had to make him a good guy so that he can help hey. with their bigger battle. So right. I, 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 and people crap on the show, and there's things to crap on on that show. Um, but still, it's like what, whatever. What that, it was, that, 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 that frog lizard thing went up his nose, and it was like comparatively, it was like him taking ayahuasca or some shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he just like funny things. He saw his the the evil of his ways, and he just he made her a about turn, man. But but about uh, coming back coming back to the television, it's like we're getting acolyte this year. Like that's a big yeah. one. The, like, and I've been talking about acolyte for a long time. Like, I, I mean, you guys, Rick, you know, you you listen to Tumbling Saber. Like my my two favorite uh, things were going to be Andor and acolyte. Like those Same. were my top two. So yep. it's like. Yeah, man, just the television, man. They're 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 killing it, and I think the the fact that they they started producing like Filoni and, and Favreau started you know producing these these shows, and they they said, "Whoa, 
we don't need to rush out movies. So I, they're making Star Wars better. Like those movies are probably going to be better because of what they produced on the television. So just give it to me, man. Like, I love it. It's, it's uh, yeah, super happy with what they're doing. I think one of the things that they've learned with the shows um, and specifically with, with Hayden um, is how to, and not that they haven't done this, like I'm, I'm not trying to say anything about the sequel trilogy or anything like that, but I felt more of the emotion in the lightsaber fights involving Anakin, involving Hayden. You know what I mean? He's fighting Ben Kenobi on that planet in episode six. And it was so emotionally charged. And some of that is you've got a stoic face in Vader and you've got Ewan's reacting to that. It's very much like Mark Hamill and Yoda making that believable. But it's something about the physicality felt emotional. Same yep. thing when it's Hayden without the mask and he's fighting Ahsoka in the world Absolutely. between worlds. Yeah. And it's emotional. You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. You can have a fight in a movie and it's John Wick. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking John Wick. It's fun stuff. If you like seeing dudes get stabbed in the head, but it's not emotional. You know what I mean? And not, not in the same way. You know what I mean? Where you've got dude, a choice is presented to Ahsoka in like you live or you die. You fight or you die. And she chooses mm-hmm. to live. And it brings her into she becomes Ahsoka the White. She's Gandalf the White from the rest of the story. We know We knew that that kind of stuff was coming. And I think comparatively, looking at the prequels, you know, being old enough to know like, well, George Lucas always said that they fought on a volcano or something like, okay, cool. For me, it was always like, I want, I want to, I want to see that. Like, I don't know. I, I know it's how it happens, but I don't know the why of it. And so seeing the emotion of the you and Hayden fight back in 2005 and then them, them translating that 15 years later you know, almost 20 years later into this brand new story with their own age and wisdom thrown into that. It just, for me, I mean, Hayden kills it. Like, yeah, it it makes it that much more of a compelling story. And that's the whole thing I was saying earlier about creators putting their own emotions into their story. Hayden got beat to shit because of what happened or how people felt his, his performance was in the prequels. I didn't, he was fine for me. I didn't really give a shit one way or another because it's the story. I'm not worried about acting so much. I'm looking for an apple and stuff like that in the sand and the, yeah, but that's George. Exactly. That's George. I can't believe the actor. You're right. But but it's almost like he, he was able to channel some of that and understand the duality of like this Anakin Vader thing. It's just like, he's somebody who was, just thought he was doing something good and got thrust into this bad spot. Here's Hayden as his real person who was just making a movie and then got shit on by fans who thought they knew better. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can see that emotion kind of come back out in these fight scenes where it's like, he's not just hack and slash there's purpose behind what he's doing. And the choreography shows all of that stuff. Um, Now I got to talk about Andor because I mean, (laughs) I mean this me, but um the 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 genius of that show, um, and I know like there are some people who don't want to be preached to when it comes to their television. Sorry, folks, it's out there. Politics involved. They're in everything. It, it's just everywhere, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. Um, An empire is politics, right? Wars in Star Wars, it's it's political yeah. in 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 its way. And I think what Andor presented was was a way to look at the world as it exists right now. And the dangers, and it's almost like this um, 
cautionary tale. It's very much what Star Wars is, that if you don't act, you're left reacting. And by that point, your back's up against the wall and the stakes and are that much higher. On. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? And, and, and the whole story with, with Andor of like seeing what it takes to push a man who is extremely passive in the beginning of that story to really uh, putting himself in the fight and not even so much through sacrifice. I mean, yeah, he goes to prison wrongfully. He loses his mother. He's not there to see that kind of stuff. It's like these other, these things that are happening to him that drive him into this place. And by the end of that final episode, when he's on Luthen's ship and he hands him back his blaster and he's just like, either kill me or take me in. Like, that's your choice. You either make me a part of this thing or you cut or, me and, loose. Yeah. It's like, I, it's, a, it's either I'm in or I'm out. Like, you can't, you can't be pulling me both ways in this thing. Which, which one is it? And those are the choices that people have to make day to day when it comes to like things about our own morality, the, the, the decisions that we make and how we interact with other people, how we raise our kids, whatever it is. Like, we all have our own internal revolutions. And we think about Nemec's manifesto and Beautiful. the poetry of how that stuff was written. The two major speeches in one episode, in the One Way Out episode with Luthen and um, Andy Serkis's character's name, I'm forgetting right now. Uh, but it's like the poetry of this show. Kilo Loy. Kilo Loy, yeah, that's it. How how they're able to convey these messages where it doesn't seem convoluted. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's flowery in a way, but it's barbed. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a bouquet of roses. You know what I mean? Like it's going to cut you if you grab onto it too hard, but it's mm -hmm. the beauty of what this show is. And it felt so different, but still so much at its core at its core, what star Wars is. And Absolutely. I remember just watching the thing and thinking like, and I had guests on every week that, that when I was breaking on the show and I had some wonderful conversations, but like, I didn't get to talk to you guys about it. Like we mm. talked in the group a little bit. People talk like, Oh, that was great. Or we didn't like whatever it was, but, um, and it, we've, we've kind of hinted on it before Carlos. Uh, it, is it your number one star Wars thing as it is for me? Like, is it, I mean, is, is it just, is it just top tier TV or is it top tier star Wars TV for you? Like, I mean, do, like, are you looking at like disparities and like, it's, it's just good for what it is or it's the best, just the best Star Wars. No, 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 no. For me, it, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond Star Wars. I, I said it when, when it started coming out, um, I, I, I made a couple of, of, of posts about it in the group. I'm like, this is not, not just the best Star Wars I've seen, but this is the best television I've seen. And I'm, I'm a, I love Breaking Bad and, and, uh. Peaky Blinders and Ozark and and these great shows, crime drama shows, mm -hmm. but but what I saw in Andor, the writing in that was was beyond anything, beyond fantasy or or nerddom. That was like there were there were it was overtly political at some times, but also very very subtle in mm -hmm. the messaging behind it, and but the visuals also were stunning. Yeah. Which is like, we were we never really had all of that together in Star Wars. You know, you had the storytelling in the 70s and the visuals were, eh, okay, they were avant-garde. But in, mm -hmm. through today's lens, they're, they're lacking. And then you had some of the prequel stuff where the visuals were fantastic, but the story was, meh, you know, at times. Mm -hmm. Whereas this was the best of both. The best of our era were visually and the storytelling so yeah andor for me was is is the best thing that they've put out ever
Like it's uh, it, for me, it, ri- it rivals it rivals Empire Strikes Back as far as storytelling, execution, uh, the acting. You know, yeah, one thing there, that I was don't... really special about that series as well is that it got t- like twelve episodes, which which is kind of yeah. like unheard of a bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like everybody else, like six, uh, eight. I I think I think that's one of the things with like like the production side of it where it's almost like Disney says, okay, we'll give you, we'll green light this show or this story, but you have to do it in this amount of time. You have eight episodes or six episodes or whatever. And they approached Tony Gilroy and he was just like, I'm not doing it any for anything less than 12. Like that's the only way this is going to work. And I think originally they were talking about doing five seasons of this thing for every year leading up to rogue one. And I, Diego Luna said in an interview, he's like, that would have been like eight years of my life. Like there's no way I would have been able to play a 24 year old Cassie and exactly. or, you know, closing in on 50 years old. Um, so they decided to condense, you know, what season two is going to be. Um, but yeah, so Corey, like, I, I mean, I think we're all kind of on the same page with how Andor um stands apart from the rest of the shows. And I know for you, I mean, we've had these conversations back and go, going back quite a ways when we were talking about things like the world between worlds and Mortis, much to Nathan's chagrin about the balance of the force and all of that kind of stuff. But for a show or a story that doesn't have a ton of force lore in it, like there's no lightsabers in this show at all. Like it's the most bleak Star Wars storytelling that we've had uh, almost to date anywhere. I mean, there's some books that, that touch on stuff like that, but what was it about the show for you who is a big force hound? Like, that made it stand out for you. I can't say that necessarily. Like I am a big force hound, but it's more like the lore, like you said, that I really like. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm down with a good like spy, like slow burn. Like I, I like uh, the things I liked about like Rogue One and the Solo movie were kind of like the, you know, the beginnings of rebellion. Really, like the history behind it. Like these, like the slow. You see these factions doing. Everybody doing their part of kind of like uh, with the uprising, right? Like realizing mm-hmm. it's it's time and the factions coming together, these splinter cells, like you see it in Rebels, you know, like uh, they kind of slowly find out that they're part of like a much larger group of people that haven't been unified as of yet. And just seeing those unifications, like I saw someone on Twitter the other day say something like, oh, like, is it really like the coaxium in Solo? Is it really like, the the genesis of the rebellion and, and in my head canon when i saw the film in theater it was like right away that was it like solo like that was the genesis of really the the big catalyst boom the big start to like Emphy's nest like the cl- cloud riders or whatever really having that mm-hmm. that was the beginning of really some legitimate power and being able to disseminate some uh, money throughout these cells and make some some serious damage like like it literally gave the rebellion gas money. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well, not only that, but I mean, symbolically, it's the energy that drives the rebellion. I mean, yeah. it's it can't be more obvious than yeah, that. It's this thing that drives the rebellion. It is literally the spark that drives the rest of the rebellion. You so, know, so I mean? when you see like, stuff like that, well, I don't know. the buildup of like Solo to, to Andor and stuff like that, you're yeah. really getting those, the, the in-between. I love shit like that too, man. Like you don't need lightsabers to, uh, to make that special. You know, you just need some really cool characters who are doing some really dangerous things, man. And 
Andor is that guy. And, and there's ba- there's the backdoor connections there with the Mon Mothma having to play mm. two, yeah. two faces yeah. is uh, so well done, man. And uh, you know, yeah, it's dangerous. Man. She, she's she's Luthen well in over like she's in over her head, but you know she's she knows what she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, it's fantastic the, stuff. The deviousness of some of these characters and the the survivalism that Amon Mothma has, like to see by the end of the the series when she's essentially selling her daughter into a, a business Marriage. partnership for yeah. herself to to cover her tracks and you know selling out her husband with his gambling and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you look at that writing and you look at the choices that these people have to make and what. Like sacrifices are not always life and death. You know, sacrifices are the choices that you have to make day to day just to get by. You know what I mean? Like I it's 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 just this normal, I'm air quoting nuclear family in this husband, wife, and a and a child, um trying to live in this transitionary time of in, in the galaxy. And She's doing everything in her power not to sell herself out. And instead she sells out her family. You know what I mean? Like it's brutal yeah. when you think about it that way. And one of the things I, and I commented on this when the show was airing that the set design for the apartment that she lived in was all of these vertical lines everywhere. It was like the most beautiful prison that she could have ever imagined living in. You know what I mean? Like she was stuck in this world of opulence, but the flip side of that is Luthen rail and Cassian who, you know, Luthen's like this bridge to the mud and you got, mm. you know, Cassian and the rest of the other players that are like, they're the ones that are actually doing the deeds. And um, I don't know if you guys saw any of the like potato cam footage for the trailer for season two that came out at Celebration earlier this year. But um, I, I like, I, I think they were basically done with like principal photography um, before the strikes happened. I think they were pretty close. And I think like the lead time for, all their post-production is like a year. So, I mean, we're, I mean, we kind of knew like 2025 was going to be about when it comes about anyway, I'm fine with the wait. It kind of sucks just because I'm excited to see what happens. (laughs) I mean, mean, because of the strikes, I mean, it would have been, you know, probably in the fall of 2024, but maybe we're waiting another five or six months. But at this point, I'm like, knowing what they're, they were capable of doing for season one, bro, take all the time you need. Mm-hmm. to make season yeah. two just as good you know one what thing i mean i want to say like, like i talked to kyle about this like about this show like one thing that really i don't know out, who that is i mean this this guy when we talked about this he's he's all right but uh yeah like uh, narkina five right like the the yeah. prison like i just got such mad thx 1138 vibes from that place yeah it was yep. definitely it like was it, it was an homage. To I was that. like, man, I'm trying to tell my well, my girlfriend. I'm like nerding out about it, you know. Like, it, it's yeah. that it's that whole it's that, that whole prison of the mind thing. Um, it's not even just visually. And for anybody who's listening to me, if you don't listen to Blast Points, they did a great episode about THX and Narkina Five, where they kind of like broke down the parallels and stuff. Go check it out. You can go to their website, whatever. I, I'm always going to shout those dudes out because they're way the hell better at podcasting than I am. I'm just a dude with a microphone, but. You're hundred percent right. Like everything that came out in that show, Corey, like the, the, the overtness of like the political tones that were there. And they talk about like just the prison, like the, the prison system and uh, incarceration. Like he wasn't, he didn't do anything. He was going out to get um, 
whatever the drink was at his girlfriend that was still in bed that we never got to see, um, you know, tell him to go get out. He was, he was, man, I mean, I was just going to the convenience store to get some Doritos or whatever and ended up going to jail for six years, you know, uh, before he was able to get out. But he was running yeah, no, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that whole show was, was something special. And, you know, I know like, people complained about the fact that there wasn't a lot of like creature design, alien kind of stuff. And I think the reason why is because at its core, it's supposed to be a human story. And, and not yeah, only it, that, the empire, everything we see of the empire is they're, they're very anti-alien and anti yeah, it's xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, uh, an anti-droid also like they're, they're very, very little reliance on droids as opposed, mm-hmm. as opposed to how the rebellion really embraces the droids and needs them. Like R2 is the hero, you know? So yeah. There's a, there's a certain aspect of, of that that's, uh, I mean, if, if I don't want to judge uh, people's love of Star Wars, but like, you, if you don't see that from 77, like, it's like, you're not really looking, you know? Yeah. I mean, George said it himself multiple times. We're not here to dispute whether or not, you know, there's politics in Star Wars, because I mean, it, it, it exists, you He's know like what I mean? It, it, it's a thing. It's been, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? It, it, it's all there. Um but like on the animation side, you know, we, we talked about, uh, can, we, can I just say one more thing I loved about the live action? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Was, was, uh, Ahmed best being Keller and Beck. Oh and save, yeah. Saving. I mean, how, how, like, I'm going to get emotional now. Just like yeah, the full circle, what that guy went through and, and giving him this character that could, could still be around. Uh, in that in that um, uh, rebellion era, like there's they they did right by him, man, and like they kind of stuck a, a thumb in the eye to all those people who, I mean, I I was I'm not a Jar Jar fan, but like I don't blame him. It's not him, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so uh, I, I loved seeing him as a Jedi and being bad man like that's that was it was awesome uh, and and connecting him to grogu like that is like fuck yes man yeah it's perfect that that made me happy that made me really really happy it was perfect i and and two two things i want to add to that point anytime anybody brings up ahmed bester jar jar banks on this show i'm always going to talk about being in the room at 2019 celebration uh during a phantom menace panel when he came out the standing ovation that that man got and to see the like the the humility and the pride that he felt you know like i filmed it i got it on my phone i posted it online a couple of times um yeah. it was palpable um and the other thing that there was a podcast that came out over the summer called the redemption of jar jar banks it was a six part thing that kind of broke down like what the internet was like at the time um and like when like online campaigns were just starting through like chat rooms and forums with like the force.net and like other stuff like that. It's a total time capsule. Um, and by the end of the last episode, it's like, there was the, like, it wasn't a thing yet that he was going to be in Mando season three. So, um, you know, it, it was it, it was a really cool podcast. Um, you guys can go check it out. Um, you can, it's it's pretty much everywhere. It's a little it's a little mini thing, and they're not long episodes. So, um, um, but yeah. So 
we're going to break down one last thing here, guys. I want to talk about animation real quick. And <clears throat> I know for myself, I talked about it on the show. The Bad Batch wasn't my favorite thing, right? And I know everybody's been, like, there's a lot of people who do love, who do love the show. But of the kind of three major things, I know, Carlos, you said, like, Visions wasn't your thing. Um, I love Tales of the Jedi for what it was thematically. Visions for me, especially season two, um, it hit on like a ton of things. And I think animation for Star Wars is one of those things that um, expands on what the imagination can allow for. You know, like TV has been able to do that in in its way, but like we're not going to get flying saber copters in live action you know what i mean we could that, that's an animation thing hey, as much as i'd love to see it hey i got one of my i convinced one of my buddies to start watching rebels and stuff like that and he was totally down like with the flying saber copters like whatever it didn't bother me and i was like good for you john like good for you like <laughs> you don't have to let it bother you like hey I, I love what they've done with animation through and through since the the disney takeover like we've been absolutely blessed live action animation just to get like carlos saying all these like the backstories in between like the tales of the Jedi, like this, uh, you know, get to see what happened to Yaddle. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. Laughing about that. Because not, not only do we get to see what Yaddle, but it's also, it's, it's Dooku. Story. Yeah. It's it, it was well, that the yeah. whole season was like Dooku Ahsoka. Like, which yeah, it was really cool. Uh, yeah. I can't see what they have planned next. And I like these, the short condensed stories, you know, we're not getting like, uh, you know, some of them were like 15 minutes long, which is perfect. Like yep. I'm, I'm totally down with that, and uh, they're just really poignant with their with their animation. Like I think my least favorite animation was Resistance, I guess, but even that had something yeah. to offer. It was different. It was cool. Uh, just necessarily, it wasn't my bag necessarily, but it was still fun to watch. But I like what they're doing in live action with uh, with uh, uh, Kaz's dad uh, being yeah. a bit of a being a bit of a turd. Like um, he's a giant turd. Ooh, yeah, I, and like, I love that C-3PO put him in his place through through not just the turd, but a snake. Ooh. Like I, I, he might have sold out the 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 the, the resistance, you know. Like yeah. uh, I think he uh, he was double playing both sides. I would say. Which would what are he'll, you he'll probably about? end up playing a larger role with, with, in, if if there's good like a an Ahsoka season two and and something real quick to that end that I want to mention. Dave Filoni in an interview said that the big battle with like the the whole Thrawn thing is Thrawn and Hera are the yeah. two diametrically opposed, like fleet captains. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, yeah. That, that would be like the battle. My husband or whatever, you know, like my baby daddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Jason's a whole nother thing too, man. I mean, that's, yeah, it's kind of cool. The be Luke's Academy, lots of possibilities. There's all in, kinds of stuff in Ray's movie later yeah, on with Grogu after. Yeah. A little like that, that point, like an adolescent think, like Grogu with Ray. What's up? I think Jason's. <laughs> I think Jason's technically older than Ray. So I mean, even if he's there, I mean, yeah, is he? Yeah, he would. Be. Yeah, yes, he was, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're right. He's, yeah, he's six, seven, eight years older than her. No, he's older than that. she was. If she was only twenty by the sequel trilogy. So yeah, so it's ten years. He's at least yeah, yeah. he's gonna be. He's gonna be at least forty-five if they do an episode ten-ish thing. Well, I mean, I'm well, available. Well, I'll do. I'll dye my uh, hair green for it. Well, so you, you, like, <laughs> One more thing, like before we go, I want to say something that's really kept me involved in Star Wars and the love of uh, not the new stuff, but like just keeping wanting to go back to the old stuff is the um, the Charlie Hopkinson YouTube channel. 
the Obi Obi Wan roasts the deep fakes with him and Qui Gon sitting watching <laughs> the watching Star Wars on television yeah, were, and Hayden coming good. back like he actually like took Hayden's arm and cloned another Hayden uh, another Anakin and he's kind of dumb. It's really really <laughs> funny and like that, 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 I, I, Charlie Hopkinson on uh, he does a great Ewan McGregor. And uh, the deep fakes are—they're pretty funny, man. It's really, really good. So that's something that, uh, if if you want to laugh ab- about old school Star Wars, like uh, that's that's something that you might want to check out. If you want to laugh at other old school Star Wars, you can go back and listen to the old episodes of Tumbling Saber. <laughs> there are some. <laughs> when, I did do that. <laughs> there there were some, some episodes. episodes. There were some episodes when you get to about the forty-five minute mark. And uh, Carlos might have been hit by some things, and uh, the whole tone of the show completely changes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, there were some laughing fits that I could not control. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were fun times. All, always good times, and all that to be said, this has been a great time, and I'm glad we were, we've been able to do this. Um, and I, I mentioned this in the beginning. This was an idea that I had in the spring. That it was like March or April or something. Carlos and I, I texted him and I was like, we got to do something without Kevin on the show. Um, How do we make that happen? And Carlos said, I don't know. I don't care, but I'm down. And here we are now. Every time you contacted me, I'm like, yep, I'm still down for it. Let's do it, man. Yep. Here we are nine months later. And um, we broke into your studio. We have a new point. And told you to record this bitch. <laughs> that cl- the closet that Corey was talking about earlier is where I've been staying. I used to, I used to live in Co- in Kyle's closet, but now I'm in Corey's closet. Really? Holy uh, Recording shit. episodes of Jam Let's Jam go, Jam Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Just read the script, damn it. Um, but um, yeah, Speaking no. I, the honestly, it, <laughs> I, I gotta I, I gotta break the joke wall here and be serious for a second and and just say like. From the time that I started listening to Tumbling Saber, probably late in 2016, maybe early 2017, uh, you guys and Kyle included have been three of the best guys that I've known in this fandom. And I'm grateful I get to call you guys friends. Um, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm not just saying that um, because Corey's had some beers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not buzzed. But I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but, I, but I mean that, and I, I miss talking to you guys, um, and hearing your voices week to week. And I'm, I'm, and I'm really glad we got to do this. We'll do this again in the future. Um, we'll see if we can drag Kyle away from his parental duties. Um, guys, just so you know, Kyle was unavailable. Um, I did uh, send him a message and he said, fuck off. Um, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> You're dead um, to me. Said some real, some, said some really nasty things to me. And, um, that was that was how that went down, um, and it made me really sad. But um, that's not true. None of that is true. Um, Kyle's an awesome guy too, and I love busting his chops in the uh, Tumbling Saber Facebook group. I'm just going to keep plugging that thing, even though there isn't a Tumbling Saber group anymore. I guess de facto, this show can be the reunion space for any Tumbling Saber things because uh, Kyle's too lazy to put the shit together himself. So, all that to be said, guys. Um, if the people want to find either one of you anywhere online to talk more Star Wars stuff, Carlos, where can they find you? Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram or on Facebook at uh, C Candido Music on Instagram or CarlosCandido.com. Uh, 
And the music is on Spotify. You got a Bandcamp for your stuff too? Not Bandcamp. It's just pretty much uh, everything but Bandcamp. So Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, every every streaming service. Uh, my my stuff's on there. And um, and if I'm not on the streaming service that uh, that you use, <laughs> get another streaming service. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm on like 20 or 30 of them right now. So it's um, Amazon and uh, all that stuff. So uh, yeah. I would love it to get some streams and uh, check out my uh, my latest single. Uh, my album that was released la- last year is actually still getting still getting spin. So it's it's pretty fun. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a labor of love. So it's uh, it's really appreciated when uh, people hit me up and say, "Hey, man, it's true. I remember listening to your thing, and I I I went looked you up, and I listened to your and I could tell, like I know, I could see where streams come from. So it's." Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Awesome, man. I'm I'm real proud of you. You've been putting a lot of work in it, and I'm happy to see it. So go Thanks. check out Carlos's music wherever you listen to um, all the music that's uh, out in the world. And Corey, if the people want to hound you anywhere online and uh, poke and prod you, where, where do they do that? This can kind of be fun. Um, anyone, if you want to DM me, <laughs> DM me. It's uh, Corey Patrick Roussel on Facebook. Just you know, find me. Just DM me if you Ladies ever want to get my attention. If you want to slide into Corey's DMs, let's you do, do it. it you, you got to say that in a much sexier voice, though, man. Come on. And on <laughs> X, if you want to hit me up on X or formerly known as oh, that's Twitter, not sexy at all. No, but uh, anyway, <laughs> you can hit me up there at Chop Rules with the Z. If you DM me, I'll definitely answer you. But uh, I don't know. I just want to reiterate what the Carlo, um, Rick said, and uh, you know, I miss the podcast. I miss uh, the Tumbling Saber. It did really wonders for my my life for many years man like i i I was going through some stuff guys and uh it was a big saving grace community was a saving (laughs) grace uh i was really into it and and i I won't say like i fell out of it ever but there was a point in my life where it was literally like a lifeline and uh i can never thank the community enough all the guys everybody that uh, has ever listened i i cannot thank you enough and uh, we had a great time doing it and you know it's it's fun to be here man i'll come back anytime and uh, if kyle ever would have want to redo the show whatever like i would i would always make time to get together with buds like you guys and just have a good time man shoot the shit awesome well listen i i didn't think uh doing a stupid sithmas episode would get me emotional at times listening to you guys talk but but it did happen a time or three and uh, I'm just going to say one more one more time that I really appreciate you guys coming on and um, waxing poetic about Star Wars over the last two years or so. And uh, again, just to reiterate, I, I miss you guys. I miss talking to you guys. It's one thing to type out things in a, in a chat on MySpace, but getting to talk face to face like this, even through a computer screen, uh, to me, uh, means the world. Um, that said, um, to the listeners out there, as we're wrapping up 2023, this year has been... Um, and I mentioned this on the last episode, uh, very much a, a learning experience for me in how uh, I wanted this show to be. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to any single episode of this show throughout the course of the year, be it the immediate reactions I did for the shows that were coming out or breakdowns or with guests that I had on. Um, I don't take any of the numbers that I see for listenership lightly. Um, anybody who listens to the show is greatly appreciated. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're, we're growing this little corner of a community and, um, 
for where I'm at, I, I would not be where I'm at without shows like Tumbling Saber um, and without people like uh, Peter Biox who put me on in the first place. So um, this whole thing for me, this whole year has been, uh, it's had its ups and downs, but podcasting has been one of those things that has allowed me to <clears throat> exercise some some creative juices and, and speak my mind about something that I'm very passionate about, which is Star Wars and fandom and modern mythologies and things like that. So if you guys want to reach out to me anywhere online, you know how to do that um, on X or on Blue Sky at Cad Bane's Bounty. All the links for everything are on the website uh, at jamtransmissions.com. Uh, shout out to my man, Sean Hoffman, who is uh, doing some traveling right now with his uh, with his lovely lady. Um, I have to thank him every time I talk about the website because he did a fantastic job. You can go and uh, check out the Tee Public for any shirts that are out there um, that um, I put together. There's only two. I saw a sale the other day. So thank you to whoever bought the shirt. Guys, it was me. It was a gift for somebody else. But thank you to that person that bought the shirt um, for putting a dollar in my pocket. It's going to go uh, put some miles in my car. Um, please do me a favor and uh, rate and review and share the show. Tell your friends what we're doing here at Jam Transmissions because 2024 is going to be another banger of a year. We got tons of books to talk about. We didn't talk about any books on the show because I know you guys don't read the books except for Corey. And, or Corey has books. But there's going to be a ton of books to talk about next year. There's going to be do, a couple of books. Awesome. That, that counts as far as I'm concerned. That counts. Um, there's going to be a lots of shows to talk about, lots of comics to talk about. There's some things happening in, in the Broaxium space that I'm supposed to not talk about. And I haven't signed any NDA, so they're not going to chop off my fingers. Um, but guys, 2024 is going to be another big year for this show. And I'm so happy that I'm able to do this and that anybody listens instead of just me yelling into the void. So, all of that said, ending the year, and with this breakdown, there might be one more, one or two more episodes before the year is out. But not as good as this one. As far one. as like, <laughs> no, the, no. Listen, the, if I do one by myself, it's it's only going to be as yeah, it's all downhill a third from here. as good as this. <laughs> yeah, it's all down here, downhill. Um, it's getting late. I know you guys got to go. And one last time, I want to say thank you guys. I love you guys. You guys are some of the best. Um, Rick, Rick and- for you, for you, I'll, I'll re-download the browser that actually, if you you want me to come back, I'll, I'll keep the browser. I won't delete it. All right. Just listen, just Carlos, delete the it. text in the mail already. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have to say all of that. I'll pay for the new browser if it's going to cost you any money, you cheap fuck. Um, <laughs> so, so it's not computer, man. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody that's listening out there to the old school tumbling saber heads that are out there um celebrate your stupid sithmas however the hell you want to and i'm glad you guys were here to listen to all the nonsense that we talked about here um i love you all i love this tumbling saber group you guys are all great and um uh, to anybody who might have taken offense to the fact that i said that the sithmas episodes i hated um that was all just to lead up to this thing i didn't really mean it those are some of my favorite episodes um but we if you, you never listened to but if you never listen to this episode, well, then you can go fuck off. I don't really care. Uh, those shows were shit. So <laughs> um, we're going to leave it at that. And uh, I only have one thing left to say, and that is uh, may the force be with you guys. And one little other small message here. for
hours looking at that shell. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Disappear.